listening to Pawnee Public Radio. With your hosts, Hannah and Will. Happy Hanukkah! Thank you. Right back at you. Thank you so much. When we're recording this, it's the first night of Hanukkah. Yeah. We we like keeping keeping ourselves honest about where in time we are. Someday we'll we'll meet you live on a Tuesday. And and what a day that will be. We'll blow your minds. You'll be like, I'm watching it, it's live. <laughs> um yeah, we like to let you know when we are, where we are. My address is We've gotten we've gotten really sensor happy. Yeah. Once we have a few a few tools at our disposal, we just we just go nuts. <laughs> yeah. Full range yeah. of sound effects. Horse sound. <laughs> wow. I feel like I'm in the room with little Sebastian. I did take a sound I took a sound design class in college, and one of the sound design uh like assignments was to redesign a scene from a movie. And the the movie was Tron. Have you seen Tron? Or do you know Tron? It's where they're I have not. It's based on a video game and they're and they're set in a uh, 3D world, much like our own, but video game version. And they're all like riding around on these like lightsaber motorcycle things. But I sound designed it to have the sound of like horses galloping. Um, which Ooh. was like a funny little joke and also a bad job. <laughs> did you listening study similar things that Will did in college? <laughs> oh yeah, let's go let's compare our syllabuses. Um syllabuses, syllabi. Yeah. I'll I'll reach me however you can and we'll talk about our course load. At <laughs> You can, yeah, I guess if you're censoring yourself in real time by the analog version, you're just beeping. You're just like. <laughs> no, just there's going to be anything. beeps over those beeps. Oh, you want the. I want the full the treatment. You want to really <laughs> use our full budget to uh, <laughs> to censor it in, in style. I like the idea that every sound effect costs us a lot of money. Yeah. Well, you got to license it from the robot who uh, initially made it. Someone owns those sounds. Someone owns how are sound. the, the uh, sound effects in your life going? That was my way of asking, how are you? Well, sound effects are pretty good. I'm doing great. Uh, thank you for everyone for all the, the Pawnee Public Radiohead birthday wishes. It was very sweet. Um, I Yeah, did you end up having a good B-Day? I had a great... Ugh, I, I hated at, that choice for me. <laughs> saying B-Day. Oh, there was, yeah, I'll, I really didn't like I'll it. See I feel the like, like Tom Haverford. B-Day, which is short for birthday, which is short for yeah. birthing of the will. Ugh, I even hated that choice more. How was your birthday? Yeah, well, I'll see your bad choice and I'll raise you a, a choice of calling it a bidet, which I feel like puts us on the same... <laughs> Thank kind of you. Level. I had a great day. How was your bidet? I, I ran... I ran a half marathon on my birthday, which turns oh, I out saw that. is not so you much, running so much farther than I thought it was. <laughs> it's nice that recording a podcast takes about the same amount of energy as as res running that. So I, I feel like I'm always kind of cross training. Um, how are you doing? How are the sounds in your life, Anna? The sounds in my life? Mm-hmm. Well, you know what the biggest sound in my life is. Tell them. Let them know. Well, I. <laughs> I was going to wait to the holiday card to announce it, but I'll give PPR the insights. You're listening to Pawnee Public Radio. With your hosts, Hannah and Will. Happy Hanukkah! Thank you. Right back at you. Thank you so much. When we're recording this, it's the first night of Hanukkah. Yeah. We we like keeping keeping ourselves honest about where in time we are. Someday we'll we'll meet you live on a Tuesday. And and what a day that will be. We'll blow your minds. You'll be like, I'm watching it, it's live. <laughs> um yeah, we like to let you know when we are, where we are. My address is We've gotten gotten really sensor happy. Yeah. 
once we have a few a few tools at our disposal, we just we just go nuts. <laughs> yeah. Full range yeah. of sound effects. Horse sound. <laughs> Wow, I feel like I'm in the room with little Sebastian. I did take a sound, I took a sound design class in college. And one of the sound design uh, like assignments was to redesign a scene from a movie. And the, the movie was Tron. Have you seen Tron? Or do you know Tron? It's where they're... I have not. It's based on a video game and they're, and they're set in a uh, 3D world, much like our own, but video game version and they're all like riding around on these like lightsaber motorcycle things. But I sound designed it to have the sound of like horses galloping, um, which was like a funny little joke and also a bad job. <laughs> did you listening study similar things that Will did in college? <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's go. Let's compare our syllabuses. Um, syllabuses, syllabi. Yeah, I'll I'll. Reach me however you can, and we'll talk about our course load. At <laughs> you can, yeah. I guess if you're censoring yourself in real time by the analog version, you're just beeping. You're just like, <laughs> no, there's gonna be anything. beeps over those beeps. Oh, you want the? I want the full the treatment. You want to really <laughs> use our full budget to uh, <laughs> to censor it in in style. I like the idea that every sound effect costs us a lot of money. Yeah. We got to license it from the robot who initially made it. Someone owns those sounds. Someone owns those sounds. How are the the, uh, sound effects in your life going? That was my way of asking, how are you? Well, sound effects are pretty good. I'm doing great. Uh, Thank you for everyone for all the the Pony Public Radiohead birthday wishes. It was very sweet. Um, Yeah. Did you end up having a good B-day? I had a great. Ugh, I, I hated that choice for me. <laughs> Same B day. Oh, there was. Yeah, I'll, I really didn't like I'll it. See I feel the like like Tom Haverford B day, which is short for birthday, which is short for yeah. birthing of the will. Ugh, I even hated that choice more. How was your birthday? Yeah, well, I'll see your bad choice, and I'll raise you a. A choice of calling it a bidet, which I feel like puts us on the same. <laughs> Thank you. Level. I had a great. How day. was your bidet? I I ran. I ran a half marathon on my birthday, which turns oh, I out saw that. is Not so, you much, running. so much farther than I thought it was. <laughs> it's nice that recording a podcast takes about the same amount of energy as, as, as running that. So, I, I feel like I'm always kind of cross-training. Um, how are you doing? How are the sounds in your life, Anna? The sounds in my life? Mm-hmm. Well, you know what the biggest sound in my life is. Tell them. Let them know. Well, I... I was going to wait to the holiday card to announce it, but I'll give PPR the inside scoop, uh, which is that I am adopting a rescue puppy and she's not here yet because she was born on Halloween. So she's a little young, but I did meet her. Her mom, Almond, was found uh, pregnant in Tijuana and she had a litter of pups known as the nut pups because... Her mom's named Almond. And this one was the last nut pup unclaimed, Cacao. So I'm renaming her Lil Cacao uh, for my middle name. And she's really cute. I'd show you a picture, listener, but I can't because you're listening. Uh, <laughs> but you can go to my Instagram, Hannah Lil Nesson, and at some point I'll post the holiday card because I didn't really get us. I didn't get her all the equipment yet, but I have gotten us matching reindeer outfits. <laughs> so you're you're ready for the season. I can also vouch that this is a very, very, very cute little pup. And I'm sure we'll meet her on the pod with the sound of of very cute toenails tickling away at the at the the ground. Very cute bark. I think Get ready to welcome a new host to Pony Public Radio. Cacao's. I really hope Will Cacao's down to be a third podcast host, or else yeah. what was the point? Yeah. Uh, just kidding. The point was she's really. Cu- I'm really nervous. I know a puppy's a lot of work. I we don't know her exact breed, but I really wanted to rescue. Um, you can check out the place I rescued the pup from at pupswithoutborders.org. Evie's uh, uh, dog rescue. She specializes actually in rescuing pregnant dogs. 
from across the pond. Not the pond. It's in Mexico. <laughs> There's no pond there. Uh, yeah, so that's what's going on. Uh, but we're not here to talk about our lives. We're here to talk about the lives of the citizens of Pawnee. Yeah, it's our it's our job. <laughs> and we've been we've been shirking that responsibility so far. Uh, this this episode is all about the Woman of the Year Award. Yeah. Season two, episode 17 for people who are following along on their DVRs. We are. We're really skating, skating along. We are getting to like where people sometimes start in their <laughs> Parks and Recreation watches. And if, if that's you, welcome. We're glad you're here. <laughs> welcome um, back. But, you know, subscribe. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast and got in every family member you live with, or your roommates to also subscribe, just hit pause on the TV, hit pause on the podcast, hit pause on the fax machine, and go tell them to subscribe. Yeah. Yeah, it's just the right thing to do. I mean, it's just, you know, polite. I think the, the, the etiquette is we don't have parties to talk about podcasts right now, so you kind of have to... I'll be honest, you kind of have to force it a little bit. <laughs> you kind of have to force those difficult conversations about um about the podcast that you're listening to but it's important to have it's important to have that kind of dialogue right now now more than ever woman of the year what'd you think uh well you know i love a good ron and leslie storyline um i don't know if i've ever said this before but i think i'm thinking of it now i think they just might be the heart of the show yeah yeah and pawnee is really a character in this episode which i love um ron's a little spicy in this episode he's a little spicier a little antagonistic. I think it's really I think it's really fun. I think sometimes Leslie learns from Ron. Mm-hmm. Sometimes Ron learns from Leslie. I think they learn from each other this episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's the A story. Um the B story follows Tom trying to get <laughs> a share at the Snake Hole Lounge. And he learns <laughs> Your dreams are as close as your friends are. So that's the B story. Yeah, we and then the we're C really story. Our stride. <laughs> we yeah, open, we really we're we, really getting it down to three seconds. <laughs> Pretty soon, I mean, our long term goal is to transition the podcast to TikTok and to uh, <laughs> to have people dancing to our recap words. It's only a matter of time. There was a Survivor player recently whose TikTok has blown up. I will not say her name. She's got like 250,000 followers now. It, I still have like 600. So if you want to go follow me on TikTok, it's at Hannah Lil Nesson. Plugging away. <laughs> Let's let Gen Z think I'm cool. Uh, should we get into the actual story, Will? Yes, I'm ready. Open on a cold gray Indiana morning, a soccer pitch. What are we doing here? This isn't a park. This isn't a recreation. This is a child, a child's game. Leslie strides quickly across the field to confront two coaches. She's got the determination of a young Hillary Clinton with the with the with the heart of yeah. all the yes. women in Bolden yes, to home. vote yes. in the past. Yes. Her <laughs> eyes are focused. Yes, Hannah. Her, an her an mind perfect. is ready. With an invisible like army of suffragettes at her back, Leslie strides <laughs> bravely towards two she children's She will not be shut down. <laughs> she will not be shut up. She is here to make her mark. Soccer? More like don't put a sock in her. Really? Really hyping, hyping it up, which it deserves. Um, I, I enjoy that we went from a really quick recap to one that will take Many days. Yeah, a lifetime even. <laughs> um, there's a boys' soccer team. There's a girls' soccer team. The field was only reserved for the boys' soccer team. This episode is about gender, which, as a helpful reminder, is a construct. Hannah, what happens when Leslie gets to those two those two coaches? <laughs> <clears throat> She's they the two coaches are fighting about who should get the field for practice. Yeah. Leslie makes a mistake. She thinks the female coach is for the female team and the male coach is for the male team, when actually it's reversed. But the problem still stands. So she tells the boys they can practice there and she'll make sure the girls get a a field to practice on. Yeah, a a field of their own, which honestly, 
a spinoff just begging just begging for the better call Saul Field of their own. Yeah. yeah it's a cross between a league of their own and um <laughs> field of dreams <laughs> yeah there's a lot of different yeah. um we're on so, something <laughs> cut to quick cut we're back in the office all the f- the usual gang yeah. present we're we're all we're all primed for some shenanigans and we are not disappointed when well do you feel like you and i are in a weird mood today <laughs> If this is your first time tuning into the podcast, we're always like this. Super fun and ready to jam. I'm very fired Um, up. (laughs) Yeah. So there's a letter from the IOW. Mm -hmm. Which is, as we all know, the Indiana Organization of Women. Um, Truly top-notch little bit of physical comedy here. Soup moment. You're just going to have to watch it. I'm not going to describe it. Some things are better left uncapped, so I'm not going to recap it. Um, we're just going to talk for the next 20 <laughs> minutes about the thing we're not going <laughs> to. It's good sometimes when there's a bush to beat around said bush instead of entering. entering That's in- just called mowing the lawn. Yes. Thank you. Um, okay. There's a letter from the IOW, which we all know is going to be a big deal for Leslie because, I mean, it has the words organization and women in it. Two of her favorite things. She's been a contributor since she was nine years old. They're announcing the award. Wait, speaking of women, is yeah, Anne in this episode? She's on the phone. We get her on the phone. She's a presence. Wait a second. She's not Wait a in second. the episode. You're telling me that a episode about women doesn't have Anne? Yeah. It, it is a travesty, and I'm sure that there is a lot of hullabaloo Online well, Anne's got to focus on happening. her work sometime. She doesn't yeah. work at the parks full time. <laughs> so yeah, Leslie's excited because she thinks she's been named Woman of the Year, which is a huge honor. You get to be on the cover of a magazine. Yeah. What magazine, Will? We believe that it's called Bulletin, a fact that is seen on camera and doesn't actually technically matter. So Whoa, whoa. <laughs> After all the things that you've said that doesn't matter, <laughs> this is what gets called out? It did make me think when we had Rachel on, um, where she was talking about all the incredible like props design that went in, into making every episode. And I, I felt immense shame, and I am glad that you called me out <laughs> for it. So, again, to recap what we've recapped so far, this is the first scene of this episode. <laughs> um, April reveals oh, that instead yeah. of... Leslie being nominated, the nominee, not even nominated, the winner of this award is Ronald Swanson. Ron Swanson. Can you Um, believe it? (laughs) Yeah, can you? And Leslie is upset. Yeah. And Ron comes out and really takes this moment to be like, to to rub it in. He thinks that awards are a little bit silly. Yeah, awards are stupid in his words. However, Leslie cares way too much about crap like this, which is why I can't pass up this opportunity to tease her about it. And he he doesn't pass it up at all. <laughs> he quickly quickly shifts no, into teasing No, he really mode. escalates it. Yeah. To the point where he has a photographer come in to take headshots for his Woman of the Year award getting. I'll say that he we're reminded that he doesn't really do his job, but he does treat teasing Leslie like it is his job in this moment. Yeah, he hires a photographer. Yeah, he puts more into the, this teasing than we've seen him really put into any anything up until this point. Yeah, he mm. you know, has, you know, pokes at uh, pretending to be sexist by saying he brought a pot. Yeah. Uh, like a, not a, not, not marijuana, not, like a yeah. cooking pot. Leslie vents to Mark about it. Um, and then Anne calls and she vents to Anne about it. And we have Leslie leaving the scene and Mark monologuing a bit. Mm-hmm. I, I like to think that maybe it was even originally the scene probably stretched much longer. You know, they let, Hours. They let Paul kind of like play, kind of play with it a little bit, you know, do a couple yeah, of alts. I feel that. I yeah. feel that they did. Um. But yeah, if you're, I mean, if you're, if you're looking for an audition piece, this is a great monologue to use. It's about five to 10 seconds. So I would really recommend this if you're, if you're auditioning for anything right now, this is a great monologue. Look for it. It's about three minutes in. So this is our only little moment with Anne. Yep. Which was news to you. But Anne is just yeah. on the phone. Yeah. We don't hear Anne. No, but 
but we hope she gives Leslie some advice or maybe just gives the same advice that Mark just gave. Um, but Leslie then listens to her. Well, yeah, Leslie takes it and she goes to, to Ron's office and again says that the Camp yeah, Athena again. project, which is the reason he's apparently been nominated or has won the award for, was her idea. He teases and teases and teases before <laughs> handing her an envelope that he wrote on that he was teasing her. It's a real twist. He knows to give it to her. Yeah. And he's he's known all along. Do you think does it did it all feel like in in good fun or do you feel like at any point he crossed the line? I think it was in good fun. I think he was teaching her a lesson and I think <laughs> They were. I think they learned a lot from each other. I think that she learned, even though she keeps the award at the end. Spoiler alert! I think spoiler what? alert for like in five minutes. Um, I think that she, that part of his teasing was for her to get to the po- the point to realize that it was silly. But and I like that he admits it's. Did you think he crossed a line? I I think <laughs> I felt a little bit like. I mean, in in the show. It's all in good fun, <laughs> but I think in the reality of of a boss who isn't doing any work, <laughs> putting this amount of effort into like uh, making making his best employee feel pretty bad. I was like, oh, see, was I little- don't think the goal was <laughs> to make her feel bad. I think the goal was to show her that it is silly, and the best way to show her it is silly is by heightening how ridiculous it is but we can agree to disagree yeah yeah so we, at, do at we sort agree of this, to disagree or do we disagree to disagree i can agree to agree to disagree yeah and i think yeah. i think again mostly mostly fun and i'm not going to yuck anyone's prank anyone's prank fun i mean i'm not a huge fan of pranks yeah but this again was more of an extended tease i think we both agree um, um yeah gotta be a fan of that extended tease <laughs> So we're that at- people tease me because they love me. So <laughs> we, made, um, we made it to sort of the middle of the episode, and and we have an excellent, excellent comedic structural form. We've got uh, like a reversal. So Leslie now you know chooses to to accept the worldview that Ron is offering. That awards are. No, she doesn't. Not yet. First, we bring in Elise Garbin from the IOW. You're That's right. what really gets her. Yeah. <laughs> so Leslie says, it's my project. And he goes, okay, you should get the award. And she goes, great. So they bring in the IOW head lady, who we will see again, who says, listen, we gave it, this was not a mistake. We gave it to a mustachioed man on purpose. And as she says that, Ron grabs his belt buckle, which just heightens that. Yeah. And (laughs) she says that Ron will accept the award and she will not give it to Leslie instead. And that's when we have the twist. That, that's, that, you're right. That's the final straw. I thought there was a final straw, but in looking at the box of straws, there was another straw under all the straws. And I would like to formally apologize to our listeners for, for skipping ahead. Listeners, let us know if you accept Will's apology. I really appreciate um, it. I'll be better. But so. yeah, so she, so Ron says, let's go to the award show and you can write a speech and we can burn these women. <laughs> I think that has kind of like some witchy connotations. <laughs> I think he says nail them, which maybe... Maybe language is an imperfect beast that we can never truly master. <laughs> I mean, Leslie really respected this award. The the lady, what was her name that 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 this award is named after? Oh, I'm glad you asked. This is the Dorothy Everton Smythe Female Empowerment Award, and she went to jail for four years for wearing pants on a Sunday. So yes, she is. You know, she's a good role model. Um, but. Leslie has come to They're terms. at the award show. At the I award love show. award shows. I love any time Leslie Nope gets on a stage. I'll be honest. They're great to be in front of people and see how you do. Um, so yeah, she's faced with with this thing that she's wanted her whole life. And yep. it is, you know, it, it, it turns out to be just like a, a hollow version of the thing. Like she kind of gets she gets to see how the sausage, how the award, the sausage of the plaque is made. So Ron goes on stage to accept the award with Leslie's burn speech, but closes the paper and says, no, 
awards mean something because I don't think he gives a reason. <laughs> he, it's, it's because of when, Leslie. When, yeah, he's looking at her. Because if they go yeah. to the right person, right. And so yeah. he invites Leslie on stage and presents her with the award. And I heard an awe in the audience, but the audience does not stay on their side for long. No, because they, then they quickly wear out their welcome. <laughs> she gives the award back to him for being a great boss. He gives it to her. Then they fight about who has to have it. Yeah, it's a real. Eventually, a real it lands nice on off. Leslie. Yeah. Leslie says, "How do I change the name on the plaque?" And that's when "Get Off the Stage" is heard from the same audience member that said "Awe." I don't know that, but it might be. <laughs> um, they take a picture together. But the newspaper cuts out Leslie and it ends with Ron having received the award. And so they decide to put the award in. In the garbage can. The trash. Yeah. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> Did you have? I had it. But Leslie takes it out and brings it to her office. She takes it out <laughs> a sprint across the finish line. <laughs> yeah. What do you think Leslie's original speech was? How do you think she well, was about to beautiful. rip apart the Nobel Prize? It was like Nobel awards, <laughs> no matter how many, no matter how big or small, suck balls. No, no. <laughs> no matter how big or small are really not. Gr- I bet it was like, I don't know. What do you think? Probably a lot of like sweet, uh, probably a lot of nice things with just some swear words mixed in. Yeah, maybe hard to, I, I would be curious about how she would write for Ron. You know, like writing in his voice. I feel like at uh, some point, that's a document that I would love to see. I'd love to see the original uncut, uncensored speech. I just think. Wow. Imagine. Just for the history books, you know? She goes on to do such great things. Reading that speech someday, that's a dream. Meanwhile, across town, the dark underbelly of Pawnee at the Snake Hole Lounge Waits the B story with Tom Haverford. He walked into the club, determination in his eyes, like a young Hillary Clinton. <laughs> what do you? Th- we think this is our first time in the snake hole. I feel like we would remember, but it also feels like the snake hole is a place that maybe you forget if you've been there before. So I don't feel too I bad. Know. I maybe it's not. Have they partied in the snake hole before? No, I think they. I We've think the closest the is they went to a strip club. I think maybe it has like a similar kind of. Yeah. Yeah. But basically, a young Tom Haverford, Mm. as opposed to the older Tom Haverford's episode past, uh, is giving the liquor license to the uh, snake hole owner. Yeah. Manager. Lives up to his. His like snake vibes. It's like a very yeah, sneaky kind of guy. All the extras this 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 um episode perfectly cast. Yeah, well done. Well done. Take Cho. a moment. Yeah. <laughs> Thank the casting directors in your life today. They're worth it. They're doing a great they're doing a great and job. And if you're not there. an actor, then the casting director is your parent. <laughs> they, they brought you into this world. They, they cast chose you for you the for role life. Yeah. Of, their child. of you. Yeah. Um, I mean, it does, it mirrors, uh, it really mirrors Leslie's journey. She's always dreamed of getting this award. Tom has always dreamed of owning a little club of his own. Yeah, and he might call it a bunch of different names and or Tom's Bistro because Tom's Bistro sounds really classy because Bistro. Yeah. So maybe just put, maybe just write that on a little piece of paper. Put that in your pocket. Yeah. Put that in your pocket. Put it in your diary. Yeah. Make a note somewhere else of which pocket or diary you put it in so that you can find it later because we're going to need to use it in a future episode. Just trust me. Um, So, sneaky, sneaky owner, sneaky owner man um, sees something, sees something in a young Tom Haverford and offers him to become a, you know, a part, a part partner in Snake Hole Lounge for the very affordable price of 10,000 bucks. But here's some math. Tom only has four. Yeah. Yeah, max. That's not math. That's just a number. Yeah. So the B story is all about Tom tracking down that capital so that he can achieve his dream. Oh, wait. Yeah. He needs 10. He has four. Yeah. Kids, for the kids listening. Please. How much more money does he need? This podcast, also the equivalent of stay at home, (laughs) school. 
So Tom is on the prowl, first investor. We get another moment with John Ralphia, who is... The amazing Ben Schwartz, yes. Truly a, a character type all of his own. Um, and uh, John Ralphio does have some liquid. He does have some cash because luckily his grandfather just died. So in his words... Wow, that's so insensitive, Will. Well, I just call it like I see it. And I, that's exactly how I saw it because <laughs> that's how it happened in the episode. Um, but yeah, flush But he cash. only has 5,000. So we have 4,000 plus 5,000. How m- much money does he need now, kids? If Tom and John were to leave the Snake Hole Lounge at 4 p.m. and drive towards the park's office, what time would they arrive and how much money would they need? The answer, I would guess like 4.15, just based off of Pani. And, and again, they need $1,000. <laughs> uh, so Tom organizes a VIP exclusive investors light show. Yeah, it I mean again, much as much as like the amount of work that Ron put into teasing Leslie, it feels like the amount of work that uh Tom put into this presentation maybe dwarfs what he does on a normal day. Um and uh it's a it's a big it's a big presentation and it has like subtle like multi-level marketing vibe schemes. Um You think everything is an is a is a pyramid scheme. I am a very... But I don't uh, think this is a pyramid scheme because they're not being told to then recruit other people to get make more money. You're right. I've watched a lot of videos about MLMs and pyramid schemes, and I just feel like... I, I think a lot of bad things about Tom sometimes, but I don't think he's... <laughs> I don't think this is a pyramid scheme. I don't know if it's a great investment. No, I think you're right. You don't get a parking spot, as he says to Donna, but the three people he invites are Donna... Mark. Jerry. And Jerry, yeah. And Mark. I think I just feel like I am I'm perfect material for absolutely falling for something like this. And so you just constantly <laughs> assume everything is so you I'm don't I like it. Yeah. It's a great defense. Yeah. I <laughs> I immediately accuse things of being absolutely <laughs> not the thing that they are. Um but it's a pretty it's a pretty solid presentation. Um Jerry isn't allowed to spend money without his wife's permission. Mark isn't interested <laughs> and kind of like slouches out of the room. After Jerry one is of- also uh, not okay with the flashing lights. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, Tom, I think, you know, and, and to his credit, gives a warning of sort of like danger of, of seizure with his sort of homemade strobe effect. Um, but then he doesn't listen to, uh, he doesn't listen to Jerry. He doesn't listen to the, the people in the audience. Um, Mark, it's not for him, but it used to be. And we get a joke to tell us. Because <laughs> Tom Tom hires two female dancers, which I think in a future episode, I think they're named the somebody's daughter dancers. I believe that's a Parks and Rec joke. If not, <laughs> it's from some show. I definitely didn't make that up. Um <laughs> And uh, one of them says hi to Mark by name, because not only is Mark a bit of a bummer, <laughs> you have to remember he used to be a bit of a sleazeball. Yeah. So Tom was really just a few months late. Yeah. It's just always funny to think about uh, Mark's season one persona. And this is a real callback to that before he was in a just fine relationship with Anne. I'll say I'll elevate it to pretty good. <laughs> I think she used the word fine. It's fine. Last episode. <laughs> it's fine. I but we know he doesn't have to beg for sex, which is something Tom accuses him of. Which is, yeah, which that's <laughs> too bad. And <laughs> that is in this episode. Um, you know, yeah, it's. Yeah. If you're if you're thinking, wow, this Mark character, you know, we're really getting a lot of him. I wish he would go away and two incredible new characters would join. We can officially say we're inching closer and closer to that happening. I would I would write that little manifestation that you just thought. Yes, of. put it I back in your diary. Fold, fold it up real, real small and pick a real different tiny. pocket. 
But keep track of I which like pockets that now it's just in pockets. In. Yeah. Yeah. Don't open don't open the wrong paper at the wrong time, or else that will make no, no the sense. The wish won't come true. The magic will be broken. Um. Uh, at the same time this B story <laughs> is occurring, Tom's quest for a thousand bucks, we also have a C story kinda that's gonna hold the B story's hand, which is Andy is looking for an apartment because he's having your typical roommate issues. They don't like that he's digging a hole in the backyard, that uh, they're the the smell experiment isn't going well. Yeah, that he's using, that that's, it isn't a working fireplace. He's, right. We realize that he's causing some trouble <laughs> in his apartment. Yeah. Um, Burley, Burley is a little, his band member is like, come on, Andy. And Mouse Rat, now known again, I believe, as Tackle Shaft once again. Yes, yeah. Uh, April's worried they might break up. Andy says to, n- not to worry, but April offers to help Andy find a, a new place to live. Yeah, and again, as a reminder, the pit has been filled in, so that's not that's no longer an option. You know, him going truly underground is, is kind of Back off the home. table. Um, but we get, I'll say it, some cute scenes between April and Andy um, at the shoe shine stand. Andy's shining away. Um, while April is, is looking at the 2009 equivalent of Zillow, um, which I'm imagining is just Zillow, but with more of like a Neopets vibe to it. Um, she's looking for apartments. She finds almost the perfect place. It's a Tudor mansion in Chicago. Yeah. Which, but it's way out of his price zone in Chicago. Fortunately, $20,000 a month. But then she happens upon a perfect place. And so Andy immediately, while having a customer, closes the shoe sign sign, (laughs) and they run off to look at the apartment, which just so happens to be near where April lives. So they'd have to carpool if he got it. Very romantic. Do you feel like having... Having a location in the episode that's called a shoe shine stand is like a trap <laughs> that the writers it's a trap set for, for podcasters. Podcast, they thought, you know what? In a couple of years, radio is going to make a comeback. Yeah, and we're really going to trip them up with this. The only thing they could have done to make it harder would be to add to would be to sell seashells at the shoe shine stand or something. You know, don't give Ugh. them any ideas <laughs> back in time with your time machine um i love april trying to play it cool here being like yeah it just like happens to be close to my apartment i guess so you know if you uh you know here's an idea uh andy really likes the place april is giddy and we think andy might move but before you get too excited don't forget the b story still (laughs) happening Uh, Donna, who'd been invited to the VIP experience, decides she's interested, but she needs to meet John Ralphio. She likes to know who she's going into business with. Yeah. So she meets John Ralphio and immediately hates him. Which, as a reminder to all of us, is we we love him because of how hateable he is. I think it's like a, it's a nice reminder that he's he's really hateably lovable um so again if you're if you feel like the mark brandanowitz monologue that you had started using is a little stiff and you want to show your range a little bit this is another really great audition piece um his his pitch to donna to donna um i like the part where he describes what a good dancer he is yeah just dagger her on the dance floor um, and she immediately bounce, 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 bounce. <laughs> Does he say bounce? I feel like he says something else. Yeah, she's out. Yeah. So this is where Tom decides to get a sad shoe shine. There's those writers making it difficult again. And this is where the B story and the C story high five each other gently. Yeah. Because as Tom just describes that this has been a dream and it's now shattered, Andy says he has exactly a thousand dollars and he'll give it to Tom. Yeah, although now it seems like maybe they need a little bit more just to cover the cost of the shoe shine itself. Although it seems like most of Andy's shoe shines are probably free, or Kyle is paying like thirty three thousand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you um, went with thirty. I said three thousand. But yeah, so Tom is elated. He hugs Andy. Uh, he now gets to be an owner. And April, when she finds out about this, at first is. 
a little confused because it would be nice if Andy had his own place near her, wink, wink. But Andy says he wants to be like Warren Buffet. Mm. Happy uh, bidet, Warren Buffet. Happy bidet. That's another good one. Warren yeah. Buffet, <laughs> uh, which she doesn't get. But then he describes that $1,000 is worth watching his best friend's dream come true. And we watch April fall a little more in love with Andy. I think this is a lovely Andy moment because it is a reminder. It's like, oh, right. Loving this guy is going to be very inconvenient and he's going to do a lot of stupid stuff. And those are also all the reasons why I love him. Where it is like. But also <laughs> loving. Like, I think it's also his best quality and his worst quality. Yeah. On the, on the flip side, it's like, it might be inconvenient, but the reason he did it is he just cared and he was selfless. and He was like, OK, take the money without a second thought. And is an idealistic guy who's living up to his own ideals of the song lyrics that he's been writing, which are spread your wings and fly and you deserve to be a champion lyrics that he puts in every song <laughs> Which, now write that on a piece of paper yeah you have fold one it up last you don't pocket. have another yeah you have one last pocket it's the fanny pack you've been wearing this whole time the last scene of these stories is tom entering the snake hole lounge and seeing that who bought some shares donna has bought multiple shares which means she had tens of thousands of dollars this whole time, <laughs> which is a fairly funny reveal. And Tom is sitting alone in his booth living his dream. Whoa. That sounds pretty sad. Sad, yeah. <laughs> Do you oh. have a dream, listener? What if it's not what you thought it would be? <laughs> That's why we keep going back to the show. It asks those, those hard questions. I mean, I do think... It is, we, with Tom, we get this thing where it's like, he just wants to be around people, but he just has the habit of then doing it in ways that, that mean he's going to be alone. Or it's like, he likes the club because it's a place where you are surrounded by people and he can feel special and can feel important. But it's like the way that he got this share, you know, he, he like half learned the lesson. Of like, oh, right, like ask your friends for help, like bring in more people. Don't do things alone if you can like do it in a do it with a community. Um, but then he ends up going to the going to a place by Club himself alone. And, and it doesn't. Yeah, this doesn't reminds me of a future episode where he gives away um, a lot of he buys a lot of drinks for a lot of women and ends up with zero love interests until a twist. Well, oh. I can't wait. Hannah. Don't write that down. <laughs> Just wait on it. Just yeah. So this remember. Yeah, this episode. It's interesting. I do like it. Of course, it's. I, I, there were so many scenes where I kept being like, I mean, Will can tell you he was there when I was watching. I kept going, "Wow, I love that." Oh, this part's really funny. Um, with <laughs> yeah, that said, season two. You know, so as we get to the end of season two, we're really gonna get into the best of the best of Parks and Rec as we, you know, you know, sort of. So this is, I, I still feel like we're, it does still feel like a season two episode mm -hmm. to me, I guess, versus some of the, the juice we're, we're coming up on. You mean, so, so you're saying that not your all time favorite, you wouldn't give a plaque to this episode necessarily. Of course I would give a plaque <laughs> to every episode. I love the show. I'm just saying that, you know, we're really ramping up uh, to a really explosive, incredible entrance of two new characters at the end of season two. And there are just moments within the episode where you're like, I can't wait to, to, <laughs> to, to, you know, swap things around a little bit. But, um, yeah. you know, again, great, great, uh, commentary on awards and on, you know, the frustration of being a, a women's group and them feeling like they have to give it to a man. Uh, you know, we got some great, uh, yeah, April and Andy stuff. There's a lot of good stuff. I'm just. Well, I've been to really to just start throwing some metaphors into the mix. I think I, uh, I've been watching a lot of the great British Bake Off loving it and it, i think watching this episode feels like tasting something delicious and be like oh but you know 
you know what ingredients would really make would really make this thing like perfect star baker material are our two new characters that we're going to get to meet pretty soon. <laughs> and it's not even just new characters because we have some really fun episodes. Like I, you know, I love uh, a future episode coming up called Summer Catalog, a really strong season two episode before the two new characters enter. enter we get this great episode. So it's not just the new characters. I just think in an episode in which we've had you write down a lot of notes for the future, I think that's what this episode feels like. It feels like a note for the future. It's really good. It's foreshadowing a lot. And it's just, I'm excited to get to all the things it's foreshadowing, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Speaking of getting getting to the, the next thing, should we get to our, our town halls and, and maybe hear what some of the citizens of Pawnee have to say about this episode. I love, I will say again, I love our town halls. I feel like if, if we had a goal for the podcast, um, besides bringing on really great guests, like a writer from the show, um, Congresswoman Katie Hill, lots of funny comedians to tell jokes with us, tell stories about our own lives in the show. A huge goal is to make it feel like we're watching it with friends. So if you haven't called in, come join the living room. Come, come call in. Um, let's do it. Uh, we'll start, I guess, with um, number 123, Kentucky Braun, a new caller. Yeah, and if you want to call in and oh, be yeah. one of these people, it's so easy. You... You open your I laptop. said call in, but I gave them no instructions. <laughs> it's it's the easiest thing in the world. You open up your little laptop, you go to speakpipe.com backslash Pawnee Public Radio, and that's going to take you to a beautiful interface where you click a button and you just tell us what you think. It's It's really easy and there's no actual calling involved. Um, you can also, if if you are like, I don't want them to hear my voice, you can tweet at us at Radio Pawnee, or you can email us townhall at pawneepublicradio.com. We're also doing a thing, a really great thing, a raffle thing, where if you screenshot a five-star review, you leave. And we love the five-star reviews because they help bump us up on Apple Podcasts. Plus, they give us a little warm fire in our heart. Uh, just screen, leave a five-star review, screenshot it, and you'll be entered to win a raffle. The raffle prize is you get to come on Pawnee Public Radio as an expert in one of our expert segments. We've had a beauty pageant queen we've had matt the venezuelan expert um you could be one of those experts we could list you off as an expert <laughs> next time and if your friend leaves a five-star review screenshot that and we'll enter your name again so please call in leave a five-star review do it all number 123 kentucky bronze starting us off hey hannah and will this is Braun. I was listening to The Office Ladies about a year ago and was really hoping that a Parks and Rec version of this same sort of podcast existed. I didn't find it at the time, but about the day after Thanksgiving this year, I found you guys and binged the entire thing in about a week like a crazy person. I've really enjoyed listening to the podcast so far and do have a question for you guys today about Woman of the Year. Have either of you ever won an award or a trophy similar to the Dorothy Every Time Smurf Girl Trophy? Uh, if so, what was it for? Thanks, guys. Keep up the good work. Kentucky Brown, welcome to the family. Um, we're really glad that you found us. That's so sweet that you binged. The Office <laughs> Ladies is a great podcast. Similarly, Will and I were on the British version of uh, Parks and Rec, Slides and Swings. Mm -hmm. We were both actors on that, similar to how the Office Ladies, they were on the show. So I, I'd like I, to, I, I credit myself as an actor, but I was technically a, a PA who kept accidentally getting in the background of shots. So, um, okay, legally, I credit myself. I, yeah, legally I can't. <laughs> legally you can't say credit. actor on yeah. Slide and Swings. I credit myself as an actor, but really they just I was the slide. <laughs> Are you an actor if you're always playing yourself? Discuss. Have I ever won a, an award? I won an award in high school for best conversational Spanish. Um, but it was just because I 
I was really fast and loose with the word place, which is just well. So I, anytime I didn't know what to say, I would just say place. Um, so like place, place, place. Um, so I, I think that is an example of what you're asking about, Bron, in that I truly did not deserve that award. <laughs> and I think, and I, and I think one, because I was, uh, a 17 year old trying to grow a mustache myself. <laughs> they were trying to just get some attention for the Spanish program. <laughs> yeah. Hannah, any plaques in your history? I'm trying to you think because the award, this, the, the award, this episode is really, it's, she didn't enter a competition. So it's a particular kind of award. And mm. I feel like all the awards I've tried to win, it's like very intentional. I enter a competition uh, and what competitions uh, have you I entered? will say, <laughs> yeah, so those some people might know me for getting second place on Survivor. But before I did that, I got a lot of other second places. I got taken to the track and field meet because my gym teacher in eighth grade felt bad for me. Mm. I got second place in the long jump. My family still thinks they misread uh, the measurements and that I couldn't have possibly placed. And then I entered a speech contest and got second place in the speech contest. But the girl who beat me, it was just an anti-drug store and they were just trying to appeal to the answer. You know, it was just, it was total politics. Pandering. Plus, yeah. plus in her drug story, she said she threw out the vial of cocaine and it just doesn't seem accurate either. It doesn't add up. Thank you so much, Kentucky Braun, for calling in. We hope you call in again. Uh, now that you've binged it, uh, you can listen to it once a week. <laughs> Yeah, Our next uh, caller is Anonymous124. <laughs> Hi, Hannah. Hi, Will. I loved your Galentine's Day podcast. It was really interesting to learn that Galentine's Day is an invention of Leslie Nope, and it's become a national holiday. Uh, turning to this week's Woman of the Year episode, um, I'm sure Hannah's pleased that the, the show is developing the relationship with Ron and Leslie. I kind of like the big brother, little sister vibe, uh, the teasing, but the kind teasing. Um, but I would say my favorite part is Andy this episode. He's just become better and better each episode. So generous, so good. And uh, you know, given that it's a tough week, it's nice to have a, a feel-good episode like this. I like that my mom knew that I would be excited about a Ron Leslie story. <laughs> they are. How do you say it in Spanish, Will? I cannot stress enough how much I did not deserve that award. <laughs> <laughs> I know Alma is, is so... Corazón. Heart, right? Corazón. Heart, yeah. De el televisión programa. That's pretty good. La Televisión Programa. Don't yeah. want to misgender. Especially programa. Woman of the Year. Yeah. Yeah. On, in this episode. Um, but yeah, Andy did get, you know, really his character is developing. And I think the beautiful thing about April and Andy falling in love is I feel like their characters develop together as they fall in love. Like loving each other makes them grow and makes them better. Yeah. That's uh, never happened to anyone before. <laughs> this love thing is starting to sound kind of interesting to me. Seems <laughs> like there could be some real perks to it. Um, I I also just really, really relate to looking for, to being, to feeling unqualified to look for an apartment. <laughs> um, I, the like extreme version of that, in which I like very much relate to Andy, just like testing the acoustics in the bathroom, um, were when I, so I lived in London for a year when I was going to grad school for screenwriting. And I, it was like this catch 22 where I couldn't find an apartment until I had a bank account or like a, like a British bank account. And I couldn't get a British bank account until I had an apartment. And so there was, it was like, jug like, <laughs> juggling no but that's you have to it, ask in a much permission. more serious way that's a lot of the issue with um the unhealthed population in the united states which is you need a job a lot of the time to be able to get an apartment and to get an apartment um 
you probably need to, it's, they, yeah. it's, I, sorry, not to make it super serious, but no. that's yeah. part of the issue is that like, it's, it's hard to get one without the other and you can't get the other without, so what do you, so what'd you do? No, I think that's, I think that's a great point and it was definitely like a very, felt far more relatable where I like got to, I like showed up in this, <laughs> in this foreign city with all of my belongings in my suitcases. And I did, I got there very early in the morning, but I did sleep in a park <laughs> for like, what? For an hour in the morning, just oh, like okay. as I waited for things to open up. Because for some reason, I thought that I was like, say, I know a few people in London. Well, <laughs> I should have, I should have reached out to you. <laughs> if you're listening from London, <laughs> let us know. I, and now I feel like I have people who who would have had had my back. But just like looking for an apartment, there were so many of just having like a bathroom that was I couldn't stand up straight in because I'm too tall for London. <laughs> it was anyway. I very much relate to like looking for an apartment, having it be having it be tricky and maybe at the end the best thing is to just start doing your dishes more and and keep living with your guitarist you know maybe that's like maybe that's the way to go (laughs) never with the dishes mom thank you for calling in love you next we have number 126 anonymous hey hannah will woman of the year a great a great episode uh, Will would get my vote for Woman of the Year for being so clever uh, in in knowing all those soccer teams, Arsenal and Manchester City, and just being a real footballer while Hannah was Googling her Roma choice. And then for Will to go Go back on those Razorbacks. Go Hogs. Uh, Anyway, for Woman of the Year, of course, who was the Female Athlete of the Year in 2020? There's a question for you. Will, congratulations. Woman of the Year, according to Sports Guy Dad. Sound effect of applause. (laughs) It does. It always feels good to have a win and I really didn't need it this week so thank you sports guy dad female athlete of the year yeah you're the woman of the year you gotta answer I mean my guess is gonna go to your mom (laughs) it seems like she shattered records I would put my money there too (laughs) Um, mom gets it yeah with the with it feels like how time sometimes says person of the year maybe it would be like a picture of your mom but then it would also be like, like women skiers of the world, or it would like kind of be, it would be broader. I feel like one year there was just a mirror, and it was like the American consumer or something. <laughs> Sometimes Time Magazine. I feel like today Time Jeez. announced its top four contenders, but I don't know what they are. So this is an uninteresting fact <laughs> on a podcast. Um. M- you, there you have it from our woman of the year. Uh, our last. Thank you, dad, for calling in. I love you, too. <laughs> <laughs> You're love you too had kind of like the same energy of like the podcast is still good. It's like, dad, I I still really love you. <laughs> still, still going great. <laughs> Being your daughter. Uh, liked the episode again. Yes. <laughs> uh, our last voicemail is from Allison. Number 127. Hello, Pawnee Public Radio listeners. This is Allison. You might remember me from the very first episode of the podcast in which approximately a quarter of my voicemail was censored because of spoilers. Um, It has been a while since I called. I think maybe I was a little traumatized by that experience, Um, but I'm excited to be calling back in. I just wanted to say hello. I hope everyone is doing well. I hope everyone is having a great first night of Hanukkah tonight, uh, especially my fellow Jewish Pawnee residents. Um, And I hope everyone has a fantastic holiday season and a great end of this terrible year of 2020. Bye, guys. We're really sorry, Allison. (laughs) Let let this be a formal apology. (laughs) Yeah. I can imagine what it would feel like to suddenly hear myself be censored and think, 
what did I say? <laughs> so I I can fully empathize with um with that feeling. Thank you for if you your want to text me, back. Allison. My number is yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Allison, thank you so much for calling back in, wishing a happy Hanukkah. Um, and honestly, spoil anything anytime you want. You know what? Rules are off. Call in, spoil away. <laughs> Hannah shaking her head. You know, I think I think this is a spoiler safe. Everyone space. heard that head shake. <laughs> they they knew, Will. They knew. Allison, thank you for calling in. We hope you continue to call in without fear. With the yeah. determination of a young Hillary Clinton. <laughs> uh, we're now going to get to our five-star reviews. Please leave them. We love them. Um, we have, we're going to read three today. Because you guys have been leaving so many good reviews. Also, the, and the emails for to enter the raffle are really cheering me up. and They're wonderful. Even if we haven't responded to you yet. They are bright, certainly brightening my day, and they're just, they're a treat. <laughs> Our first review is from Sean MSY, like, and the title is, Like Getting to Visit Pawnee Every Week. Five stars. This podcast is a must-listen for any Parks and Rec fan. Not only are Hannah and Will both hilarious, but they also bring the same heart that makes Parks and Rec my favorite scripted show. They've done an amazing job at building a community around their pod that feels almost like it's our own small town. If you're a Parks and Rec fan, do yourself a favor and listen to this podcast. Thanks, Sean. I hope this feels like a town. <laughs> As a former resident of a small town, I can vouch and formally endorse this this review. And that's great. I, this officially is a small town. Pawnee Public Radio. So glad it is. Yeah. Uh, our next five-star review is from Canopy Capital Investor. Whoa. <laughs> that sounds pretty serious. Uh, the title is, I like PPR, Designing Board Games and Calzones. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Canopy Capital Investor says, PPR is the first rewatch podcast I've listened to where I've already watched the show. Can recommend the practice and this podcast in particular. At Cantalil Nesson and at Wilsonheim are great podcasters with great handles at Wilsonheim is fine. Noted. Thank you. I'll work on it. Who really know the show and shows in general. I know board game design and enjoy the occasional calzone. Thank you, Canopy Capital Investor. That felt Thank like a you. little uh, a little like role playing review, which which we love. Have some fun with it. <laughs> <laughs> Our last review is from KLM7159. And we'll read this one together. The title is Love. Love. And KLM writes, Such, Such a, a, a great, great podcast. podcast. I love saying things in unison. Yeah, it's nice to nice to just be together right uh, now. What a wonderful way to start the first night of Hanukkah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel Please it. Please keep calling us, writing us. You can tweet at us too. Follow me on TikTok. All the best ways to reach the podcast. <laughs> How you feeling, Will? I'm feeling good. I got another episode of Parks and Recreation in my belly. I'm I'm stuffed. Uh, it's, you know, it's dark at 3 p.m., but we have each other, and, and I think we're going to be okay. <laughs> That's enough for love. Yeah. Do you have any uh, party plans for the first night of Hanukkah? Oh, I I got invited to my friend Ida's. Um, I, I think they're doing like a live stream kind of Hanukkah thing. So I might tune in if I haven't missed it. But yeah. I, I hope you haven't. Tune in next week, listener, to find out <laughs> if Will missed Ida's live stream <laughs> Hanukkah. But really, listener, we can't thank you enough. Um you know, the people who listen and and write in, e you know, email in as if those are two different things. We get letters, we get emails, <laughs> call in. It really means so much. Um, if you do want to write a letter and you feel like that is, that's the way that you want to express your feelings about the show, we can make that work. Um, just have your people talk to our people, which is yep. you and us. 
<laughs> very direct. direct we're line still of we're so, so excited to get someone on as an expert segment. I mean, at the end of the raffle, the real raffle winners are me and Will. Yeah, because we get to talk to one of you. So continue to screenshot those five star reviews. If you're one of the people listening and you haven't done it yet, get on it. I'm now's just, the time. <laughs> this isn't a bit. I'm just realizing that I that I haven't reviewed our podcast yet, and maybe I should. I um, haven't either. So maybe we can do that. And I'm going to be very <laughs> critical. <laughs> I'm going to be harsh but fair. But yeah, I'll I'll probably go take care of that right now. I hope. Uh, please keep listening. Uh, so hit that subscribe button. We have some fun guest ideas coming down the slide, and we have each other. And that's enough for love. Oh no, it's happening again. <laughs> Before I keep repeating this, go light the first candle on your menorah. Go set up your Christmas tree. Go write happy holidays across a whiteboard. Whatever you gotta do, go do it. Cause uh. <laughs> Now's the time we say adieu. Till mm. next time. Adieu till next time. <laughs>